I met Beth Peretta many years ago, 12, 13 years ago, when she was uh, one of the executives with Fiat Chrysler. Knew her through working with Dodge and Mopar. And then she got into ownership with the IndyCar series. And she's working her way into full-time ownership in that running a team full-time, hopefully for 2023. But Simona de Silvestro is her driver right now. And they teamed up for a big weekend here in Nashville. Didn't finish the race, had issues probably about two-thirds through the race. But regardless, I caught up with them earlier. The things you'll hear from these two wonderful women are fantastic. IndyCar Series driver Simona De Silvestro and team owner Beth Peretta now. Speed Freaks Pits and the Lucas Oil Studios. Hey, Simona. Yes. You and I have something in common. One is I stand outside and I sweat my ass off. You sit in a car in a fire suit and sweat your ass off. Uh, you have aero screens on these Indy cars. Does that allow any air to get into the cockpit at all to cool you off when you're running? A little bit. There's like some little openings that do bring some air in. and uh, But it's definitely been pretty hot this weekend for sure. So there's a little bit of air, but you don't really feel it that but much. Does it get to you to a point where it takes over some of your thought process in a car when it's that humid? Well, I don't know. Not really. I always feel it, you know, when I'm kind of sitting in the pit box because you start kind of just, you chill and... That's where you kind of realize, okay, it's pretty hot. But like, I feel like when I'm driving, I don't, I don't really feel it that, that much because I'm so focused on what I'm doing um, and stuff like that. So for me, it's never really bothered me like so far. But also, I haven't run with the aero screen uh, in a really hot conditions. But for sure, I think in the race, we'll be running cool shirt. Beth, I can read until I'm blue in the face on, on why you chose Nashville to, to, to run. Has your opinion changed why run Nashville? Because of the heat. <laughs> <laughs> so I was here last year um, for an event. And so, it, you know, last year was the inaugural year of the Music City Grand Prix. And I certainly was amazed and blown away. Nashville's a great city. It's a great, a great hosting city because they know hospitality. They know how to put on an event and put on a show. So it was no surprise that the event would be so great. Um, so I had fun last year and I thought, okay, you know, they're, this is, you know, they're onto something. And so when I talked to Simona about the list of, you know, we kind of made the decision early in the year that we weren't going to do the Indy 500. I said, well, what do you think about doing like a handful of other races? And here's the list of what I'm thinking of and really not what I'm thinking of. Here's a list of what we could do. What do, what do you want to do? And Simona actually picked the races and Nashville was on the list, like top of the list, because uh, when you can explain why from a driver's perspective, but as soon as she said it, I agreed because from a commercial perspective, we have new partners here this weekend. I mean, it's such a party and it's such a great atmosphere and everybody's having such a good time that it's a, it's a great place to bring people. And it's a great place to kind of show off IndyCar and show off, you know, the rest of, of what goes on with being part of an, of an IndyCar series. And so from that perspective, plus we had great television viewership last year. There's a lot of reasons why this is a great event. So I wasn't thinking about the humidity, though. Why did you choose Nashville. I think the event looked really cool, to be honest, when I watched it last year. And then um, I think it was important for us to also go on a street course because um, we had done Road America and Mid-Ohio. And for where the team wants to go, you know, it was important that we get one street course in. And I think Nashville is really cool. I think, uh, yeah, like Beth said, for the partners, it was, uh, you know, it makes a lot of sense when you walk around downtown. It's kind of cool. And yeah. I think it, I think every, everyone is pretty, pretty pumped about the weekend. And I also thought, you know, that it's going to be such a chaos. And if we are a little bit smart, you know, and have a little bit of luck, you know, we can really look 
pretty shiny as well. So yeah, that's you why I picked what it. happened last year? Like last year was chaotic. Anything can happen, and so you know you want to just kind of take a chance, right? And mm -hmm. put your hat in the ring, and then you get a shot. I mean, we went shopping for boots last night because we yeah. thought we're in. So someone has never been in Nashville. Yeah, I've never been. My dad has been here like a few years ago, and. To be honest, I walked around downtown and it, I was pretty mesmerized by what is going on. It was yeah. uh, a lot of bachelorette yes, parties. Yes, yes, it was a lot uh, of sashes and tiaras. Yes, very interesting. Yeah. I was I was debating, you know, if we need to change our attire. You yeah, know, we probably you honestly, know, maybe think, we're too proper. I think that moment. was a miss. Yeah. I think our fire suits this weekend were a miss. We probably, <laughs> if we were to do this next year, we might we might change it up. 1991, when I moved to LA, people would still ask. And seriously, they would ask, "Do you still ride horses to work?" Do you still wear cowboy, cowboy boots? It's the perception. It was so stupid. I said, well, do you guys still carry your surfboards to the office? No. When you thought of Nashville, what did you think of? Did you think of country and Western and... Well, I did a little bit, but I'm quite like amazed that people really walk around like that. You yeah. know what I mean? I feel like nowadays, like you kind of lose that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think uh, yesterday when I walked around to see like so many people in cowboy boy boots with, with their hats, I think it was, it was just really cool because I, yeah, I feel like we lose that so quickly nowadays, and and it was. Uh, I think it's it's we've amazing. Become so, yeah, like homogenous, and we feel like we lose our yeah, little differences. Yeah, we all look the same and stuff yeah. like that. And here they're really like, you know, pulling it off still. And uh, I think you know, it, I think it's quite quite fun to see. It's amazing the live music too. We were mm -hmm. walking around last night, and it's just like how much just good music. I mean, like bar to bar, restaurant to restaurant, yeah. with the windows open, so you're hearing it, and just how much good talent is out there. Yeah. Like that's just like it makes you want to go out. It's a special You know what city. I mean? Yeah, exactly. We we totally didn't, we didn't read the whole we didn't read the whole memo. <laughs> We're learning that now. Uh, when I went to my first Long Beach Grand Prix, it was '91, and that's when I started to get my taste of the race is secondary; it's the party, right. and that's what you're talking about. Nashville, entertaining those clients, yes. potential clients, have a great time. Your driver may be in the back of the field, but damn it, you're hammered and you're on top of the table having a good time with right. your partners. Right. Is that where we are with Nashville? It is, but I think the other thing too that people uh, need to understand too is because like ba basically uh, Nashville's going on and a race broke out, right? Mm -hmm. So what's great for the series is you often will get people that will go to the race who are not racing fans. It's going, it's a, an event going on in their town. So street courses are always an opportunity for us to introduce people to the sport. So I think for just the future health of what we're doing here, racing in general, like going to cities is always just a way to reach people that wouldn't have otherwise, you know, if you're, if you're going to Road America, you know that the IndyCar race is going on and you're, you're a pretty dedicated fan if you're going to Road America. You don't stumble upon Road America, but you might be in town in Long Beach or be in town in Nashville or Toronto or St. Pete, Florida and say, oh, what's, you know, what's going on? Oh, this looks interesting. Let's buy a ticket for the day and kind of stumble upon it. And that's, that's that serendipitous moment where you might be able to create a fan long term. And I mean, that, that, those are like magical moments. Beth, we've had frank conversations on Speed Freaks before. Mm -hmm. And there's two questions. One question I know Crash would ask if she was here. I'll ask the general question. If you were a male sitting right here, mm -hmm. would you have a full-time team right now? I, it's such a loaded question. I know why you're asking it. And I, I don't know that I can emphatically say that because there's other teams out there that are new that, you know, would I be further along? Yes. Was um, Were there some doors closed on me a couple of years ago when some people could have opened them? Yes. So would I be further along? Sure. But are people and sponsors and partners now looking at us differently? And like this year, this year, this weekend, we have a new uh, sponsor, a primary sponsor in Acumatica. It's a software cloud-based ERP system software company. 
they were looking at getting into racing. They couldn't really find something that fit. And as soon as, and this was just a couple of weeks ago, as soon as our team was presented to them, literally within a couple of hours, they said yes, and here's the signed agreement. So they said yes because of what we're doing. So now that was always my hope, and now we're seeing that happen. So hopefully that momentum kind of sticks. When I'm at a NASCAR race and now at an IndyCar race, we'll see more black people. Yes. It's a fact. Yes. It's awesome. Yep. Front offices, back offices, crews, engineers, same with IndyCar, but it's disappointing we don't see the influx of women that we would like. I don't want to use discriminatory terms here, but is it because they're not... They don't, they don't know what doors to walk through. Is yeah. that is that where, where you see it, honestly? Yeah, I think there's just a lot of not knowing that it's that it's available to yeah. them. And so so for so for that reason, I came to this very late in my career. This is a career change for me, right? And if I had um, known about it as a you know six year old, seven year old, whatever, if my parents were, and I don't come from a racing family, mm-hmm. so I had to kind of you know find my way here eventually. But I think uh, one of the things, so Lindsay and James and I started this thing called Women in Motorsport North America, and it's just really a way to aggregate information. It's a website so that young women, people that are looking to maybe make a career change or advance their career, can. it's a resource for educational programs, jobs boards, finding a mentor, all of these things. Let's just put it in one place because our, our industry is so fragmented. I mean, we know there's IndyCar, NASCAR, sports car, NHRA. It's just so fragmented. Um, I think a lot of times people might have an interest, and it, it never occurs to them that, that an interest could lead to a career and a career path. I mean, with all due, a driver is a very visible thing. So you can be like, oh, I'd, I want to be a quarterback of a football team. I want, I want to be a racing driver. Like those are very obvious things. But the average fan might not even know all the roles on a race team. We don't talk about it. And, and shame on racing to never really be telling that story for how many years. We know all the positions on a football team. We know, you know, in, in a basketball basketball team, small team. But we know all the things in, in, in uh, you know, then you have something like Major League Baseball and you've got this, you know, really strong minor leagues. That we know AAA, AA, single A. We all sort of, even tangentially, we know it exists. We don't really know that as much about racing. And that's, that's a years of probably um, not telling the story the way we could have. So I think we're doing it now. And you know what? Better late than never. So when I met you in 2011 with yep. Dodge Mopar SRT, when we were partners with Mopar at the time, yep. did you have any inclination that you wanted to go open wheel racing? No. No. Well, you know, it's funny to say that. Yes. No. Yes and no. Uh, personally, uh, so I've been a fan of all of it my mm-hmm. whole life, right? But I actually looked at IndyCar for uh, FCA, for Fiat Chrysler. Because of course they're card- they used to court and they still do. They're car- you know trying to get another OEM, trying to get a third OEM. So I absolutely had meetings with IndyCar then. I remember being at Indy, being at Detroit, sitting down with then Randy Bernard, um, you know, and a, and a bunch of folks. And I was gonna look. I was looking at it for Fiat or Alfa Romeo. Spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah. So, cat's out of the bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that so that kind of got me into it, and then um, then eventually, uh, you know, wound up becoming friends with some people in IndyCar, and then I was in the paddock all the time, and then got to know kind of, uh, uh, you know, got to know a bunch of people that way. I also with because we hired Ryan Hunter Ray with the Viper team, so then I got to know Michael Andretti. Uh, I might have been doing a deal to get Michael Andretti into uh, NASCAR with Dodge. Um, that might have happened if I look back. But you got um, Kurt Busch. I fired Kurt Busch. Yes. Yeah. That's why I brought that up. I did fire Kurt Busch. We're, we're better about it now. We got over it. Simona, you hear uh, Beth either blazing a trail or, or walking down, running down trails that have been blazed for her. 
to where she is now. Do you have any inclination when you finally get your butt out of a car to uh, to become? Oh, wow. I don't know. I don't know. Silvestro Autosport? So doesn't have a flavor to it? Mm-hmm. The Silvestro mm-hmm. Ferrari. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I think for me, like, you know, racing has been all my life. And um, I don't know if I maybe would do something completely different, to be honest, you know. Uh, but I haven't really thought about it, you know, because I, I'm more the person who's kind of in the thing when I'm in it, you know, and not really thinking too much about what's next or anything like that. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it could be something completely different. Yeah. Again, I refer to my daughter all the time and I probably tear up talking about her, but watching her, when she watches mom and dad's like, man, I hate your job. You just Mm -hmm. do. When she watches people like you and Beth in positions, women in particular, you could tell that there's something in her that she gravitates towards. Uh, It's a big deal. Uh, so to get your face out there is, is is important, whether it's writing checks or taking the checks. I think it's uh, it's important that you because you you're fun, you're fun. You. <laughs> you're not you're not an, an, like some people that we know in business because right. it's it's just a, as a father of a young girl, it's just awesome. You see it. So this is a crazy thing. So like even last year working with Team Penske, this year working with Ed Carpenter, there's that moment where I'm wondering like how the guys are going to be, because we're working very closely with these guys, right? Mm-hmm. We're bringing these women up. The way that the magic of how we make our team happen is there there weren't enough women to have a pro IndyCar team. There weren't women at that level of, of training and skill set. So we had to take rookies. We had to take people from other racing series who had some some knowledge. And then now they had, no matter what, even if they were experienced and had been doing tires for 15 years, they'd never done tires in IndyCar. So they still had to learn it, right? So the way that you do it is we, we have them paired up with these experienced guys on the team. And the question was always, you know, how are those guys going to... Um, how are they going to do with this? Are they, are, you know, what are they thinking about this? And are they going to think this is a drag and whatever? And it's interesting to see the guys early on who had daughters who took to it differently and immediately, and then slow, not even that slowly. I mean, it wasn't really that big, a, you know, but but to just see them be so excited to impart whatever wisdom because all the women on our team are hard workers. They're interested in learning. I mean, how great is that when you see somebody that's interested in wanting to do what you do?